systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Just forgive me. I was raised by people born in the 19s. And by me, by that I mean the nineteen teens, nineteen hundred teens. Ladies don't sweat; they glisten. Oh, well, I'm glistening. And as I look over at my beautiful bride over here, I notice she is she is glistening on this. Over oh, recording this on a Sunday afternoon, which in our house, as we all know, is clean the goddamn house Sundays. No, it's not. You, you've got the days all wrong. First of all, I went to the gym. Yeah. So that's already like, you know, uh, it was, I was hot this morning. It's a base glisten. Yeah, it was a base glisten. <laughs> and then I got home and yeah. I realized that with a puppy that sheds, we've never had a dog that sheds before. With the cats, like, oh shit, I was going to give him a bath today. Darn it. You're not done glistening yet. No, I knew I was forgetting something. You got to help me with that before you leave. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, with a with having a puppy, especially a puppy that sheds, we have got to vacuum and mop the house at least twice a week. Otherwise, it's just disgusting in here. So now, like my schedule is all messed up. It used to be Thursdays, but now it's kind of like everything revolves around Thursdays. Like I might do it Monday, I might do it Sunday. But the problem is doing it today. Now I'll probably have to do it Wednesday. So I don't know. Whatever. She's glistening with pride. Glisten. It's just that time of the year in Arizona where like. Once you get hot, you don't cool down. <laughs> That's why I choose not to get hot in the first place. See, That's called preventative action. Preventative measures. Welcome on in the 204th episode of the Pat and AJ podcast coming to you live here from Southern Arizona. As yeah, we start to dip into our, our, our triple digits, right? We're here as we kind of cruise, cruise towards June and stuff like that. But we're already boom, spiking up and my wife is glistening. Uh, who remembers? Oh shit, I got sweat in my eye. Oh Fuck, my God. Of course. Oh my God. Have you ever done that? Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, it burns so bad. Do you want to, uh, I literally, oh God. I remember before I was in a, oh. a work situation. Oh my God. And I was in a meeting with someone. Yeah. He was, was a big guy. And a big guy. You mean big guy as in important or a big as in size? Both. Okay. Both big guy as important and big guy as in size. Okay. And big guy before coming to our meeting, had done something outdoors. So he had put on a bunch of uh, sunscreen. Yeah. (gasps) And then the big guy got real sweaty, and he came inside to this meeting we were having, and I shit you not, as we're trying to have the meeting with the big guy who's the big guy, he, he has his eyes closed. He's leaning his head back and just, like, trying to dab things out of his eyes as they're scrunched tight, but he keeps saying, I'm listening. I'm listening, he got fellas. sweaty sunblock in his eyes. Fellas, I'm listening. Oh. I just, I got some of this in my eyes, but don't worry, I'm listening. You keep going, all oh, right? Oh, my God. That hurt. It just, and then it was salty. Weird. It hurts. Then it was weird because you're like, well, do I look at you now while I'm talking? Do you just stare at him? 
Or do I now look the other way? Because you're not looking at me either. Regardless, your eyes are closed. You're only listening. You're like Stevie Wonder at this point. So do I need to address you directly? It would be weird because like you want to look at him even when he's not talking. But he's wincing in pain. Yeah, because because, (laughs) he's wincing in pain. Like you want to keep checking on him. Like sitting there like, oh, fuck my eyes. Oh, Jesus. Who said we should go golfing before we do? This is the worst idea. It was probably golfing. I bet it was golfing. Oh, shit, that burns. Yep. All right, right, you okay? Yep. Uh, Going to school, let's think grade school, kindergarten and up, raise your hand. If you remember a ambiguous officer friendly, did you you have an officer friendly along your educational experience? I don't know what officer friendly, it sounds familiar, but I don't know. Yeah. See, now you got to remember my age. And I, I always say this. I was like, my childhood was the literal kind of, uh, it was like the Reagan experience. Yeah. Like everything that they said is going to be great for kids. Like I was that generation. I was born in 78. And by 1981, I'm in the educational system. Right. Yeah. So all that stuff. So officer friendly, as I remember him, was your local officer who came to kind of give. Yes. Okay. Talks about maybe drugs or, you know, the bad things in life. We didn't call him officer friendly, but I think we just called him whatever his name was. Officer so-and-so is coming on this day to talk to everybody. I was in Chicago. There's 9 million officers. Who knew, who, who knows how many officer friendlies there were in one goddamn day going to schools, right? Well, yeah, but we had the same officer come to our school all the time. So you kind of had a rapport. Here's a, I have a core memory of this. from my grade school experience. I went to a Catholic school, St. Bruno. I don't know what age I was in. Um, I'm going to say somewhere under third grade. So young. Everyone gets pulled into the lunchroom. It's not for lunch. There's this big screen pulled down, and then there's this uh, police officer. He's officer friendly. The first thing I remember is that he wasn't particularly friendly. No, kind of an asshole. Like he just didn't, like he was very stern. But it wasn't like, you know, I looked at some of the priests that we had there, and I'm like, Father Steve is friendly. <laughs> Officer friendly. He is not friendly. Not a friendly, like, I'm a little kid, so I can make yeah. those snap the uh, decisions. Surprise, that's, that's the officer they sent to <laughs> talk to the, the little kids is the one who's mean and stern. It's the best one they could find in, like, right. 1983. They're like, fuck that guy. Uh, so I remember <laughs> one of his main... It was about drugs. I remember that. Always, yeah. And I've always talked about how it was the Nancy Reagan era that I grew up under with the just say no, right? And they always made it seem like there was going to be some person lurking in a corner ready to offer you drugs for free, right? And you were going to be in this position where you had to be like, hey, no, right? Just say no. Just say no. So that was kind of the world that I lived up in. So- the weird part about it is they always categorize them as drugs. They never told you which ones. It was just say no to drugs. drugs. In general. You're like, hold on. What drugs? All the drugs. Are you sure? Yes. Even- which ones are going to kill you? All of them. <laughs> Ibuprofen? Are we talking yeah. like... <laughs> Where are we at in this? And it's funny you bring that up because I remember this officer friendly. As much as I don't remember much about the specifics, I remember him putting a picture of Dorothy. 
up on the big screen. And you got to remember, like I said, I was raised by folks older than me. God damn, my mom was obsessed with Everybody was, every, oh, she think loved, about what you just said. No, 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 but she had like a fucking poster and she went to like Wizard of Oz conventions. No, the difference, your mom was older when she had you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you so were she, partially raised by your grandparents. Yeah, so you so were raised by people. Everything was old. Yeah. But so the Wizard of Oz was forever, it was a big deal in my house, right? Like I said, my mom had fucking posters and shit. Um, and Judy Garland, within that was the big story, right? And I remember this officer friendly putting up a picture of Judy girl in her Dorothy getup, and he goes, Dorothy, died of drugs. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right? And Dan's like a little kid. You're like, oh, fuck. What do you mean? Dorothy you mean died Dorothy? of drugs. That's oh, a terrible shit. thing to tell little right? kids. Right? He was like, she died of drugs. And I was like, fuck. And as a little kid, I mean, again, you're like, well, I don't want to touch drugs. Jeez, even at that age, you still think, like, that's a real person. Right? You're like, Dorothy's yeah. a real person. Oz is a real place. No. What are you talking about? So last night, I, uh, we watched this shitty show on Reels, <laughs> which is recently picked up by the Peacock app, so you can probably get it a little bit easier. It's a real offshoot, small channel. And their big two shows seem to be anything celebrity trash related. Yeah. Like they do all celebrity biops, whether you're dead, alive. They do a biop on a movie and on patrol life. That's yeah. the only two things that these, you know, that this channel pumps out. And they pump out this show called Autopsy, which is essentially a celebrity biography. We've all watched a 60 minute TV show yeah. about fill in the blank celebrity. And we learn all about them from childhood, their uh, career, and then their eventual uh, ending. Right. And this show, Autopsy, does that, but with the little twist that there is a medical physician, <laughs> a pathologist, who sits there and goes through their autopsy and tries to tell you... What's in the autopsy. What's in the autopsy. In, in layman's terms. Yeah, basically like, looking through the autopsy, it says that Judy Garland's blood pressure was da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And just this could mean... <laughs> And then what it's happens so funny is, 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 is the whole premise oh, of the show, just, the guy, this doctor, he's like, <laughs> a, I don't know. He's, he's, he's obviously some, he's, he's a doctor that deals with the, yeah, yes. with the dead people. Um, but he, he comes on the show and he goes, I've got to find, I've got, I've to, got to get out. to the bottom of Judy Garland's <laughs> death. And I always laugh because I'm like, is, didn't the autopsy, the autopsy came out? So what he's doing basically is reading right? it to you. And it's weird. He's almost claiming it as his own. What my Hold what on. I found from this autopsy that somebody else did is this. Now the best is he always has at least four of these things that he brings up that he then debunks. Yeah. So he would be like right there going, by the report it said that her blood pressure was high. And that could mean that da, 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 and that could uh, charge a, a heart attack. But after looking at the final report, I can conclude that that was not a contributing factor. In, it's, it's almost like a South Park. It's very strange pop. because like it's, everybody it's, he does on the show, everybody he, he every autopsy <laughs> he looks at, it, we already know the outcome of yeah, it. You know they're dead, they're dead. I mean, it's like we watched the Robin Williams one and he, he's like, he, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm, I can debunk that he, com he did not commit suicide. And I'm like. I know he yeah. died of the dementia, like, and that's what they end up getting to. So it's a little weird. It's like, you're not really surprised. I mean, it's again, if you want to watch a loose biography of someone, but you do find out stuff about yeah. those people you didn't know. They'll, before. They'll, they'll give you a loose biography. And then every like seven minutes, this guy jumps in to fucking <laughs> tell you something about their health. Now I'm going to tell you, um, last night I was watching one and I was watching one about Judy Garland. 
And it was because I watched Luke Perry's the night before, and that one freaked me out because basically I'm going to die just because of, like, Luke Perry. Like, everything they said about Luke Perry with his stroke, like, applies to me. Oh, great. I'm like, great. Well, I'm glad we've done our wills Thank and you very much. Insurance. Get all that out of the fucking way. So I said, let me watch something old school. I don't want to watch about a guy close to my age from my era dying of doing shit that I do. Let's go to Judy Garland. So I pop on Judy Garland's autopsy. And I do. I legit learn a little bit about her early, early life and how her parents were vaudevillians. Her mom was a momager. Her mom was very jealous of her and her sisters. Say she and her sisters had that little group before she went solo. Mom had no talent, so managed the girls, right? Little Judy becomes part of this machine back then in Hollywood where you would sign these contracts and basically it would be like Make this. a ton of movies. Yeah, this studio is like, you're going to crank them out by the pound, yeah. right? This is not a per picture deal. No. This is a year deal. This is like a five-year deal and we're just going to have you working 18 hours a day. I mean, you remember back then how many goddamn movies like John Wayne cranked out? A lot, yeah. I mean, just compare it to like what, you know, I mean... Who's the joking? Is that before we had unions? Oh. <laughs> we didn't even have child labor laws then. Right. You see how young some of these people were six working? six-year-old, like, working as a gaffer sure, on Wizard Surely, of Oz. Shirley Temple worked 19 hours a day. <laughs> Never went to school. So uh, you learn about Judy Garland. And then, of course, they get to her getting down to the, you know, the, the MGM, I believe it was. You had the big deal. And you got to work literally 18 hours a day. And you're just cranking this shit out. And you're expected to be on. And you're expected to be off. And the studio at this time provides uh, legally pharmaceutical grade uppers and downers to everyone, including Judy Garland. And there was this great clip they kept going back to of her and Mickey Rooney doing like a dance routine i've seen that one and they look fucking cracked out of their they, brains they look really terrifyingly you, it, lo- it looks like it's it's sped, <laughs> it looks like it's sped up but it's not it's like, just them like coked out like you ever met a, like someone on the end of like a three-day coke binge and they're just like yeah no like, i haven't holy balls these two were doing this little shuffle and jive out there and you're like what the fuck are they on and this you know you know autopsy Tells us all about this is where this kind of problem began, right? Where they, the studios would pump her full of amphetamines, legal amphetamines. And then all of a sudden she had four hours of sleep before you had to come back to work. So what do you do? Then you take all these downers, barbiturates, and then you're up in four hours, but you need to be up, up. So what do you do? You go, you take your amphetamines. Yeah. You see what I'm saying here. And as we kind of get all the way through this story, and that really is the story of fucking Judy's life, right? I mean, everything else really wasn't a big drinker. They talked a lot about how she used alcohol as a prop. Sure. It yeah. was very much like while everyone else had three, four drinks in a cocktail party, she would have one glass but of champagne just around, and just yeah. carry it around and use it as a prop. She just like entertaining people. You get to the end of this poor woman's life, and really, she kind of ends up with no money, in debt, all the terrible things of back then, bad business deals. She's a woman. I don't got to tell you how that power imbalance didn't help her out. But she ends up dying on the toilet, by the way. No one. Oh, terrible. Which. God, I feel like if if I felt something enormous coming on. On the toilet, I would probably get off. But isn't it something to say how many people now die on the toilet? Elvis died on the toilet. Judy died on the toilet. pushing too hard. I mean, maybe it's like our last instinct as we're like overdosing and dying. We're like, if we can just shit it out. Like, what if I just go to the pot? This is going to fix it. If I can just take a big shit. I think of it like um, when I was in seventh grade, I had terrible swimmer's ear. I ended up in the hospital for it. Yeah. And I was taking a shower (laughs) and I've never fainted in my life. And I started to faint in the shower and my 
first thought was, I don't want my mom to find me butt naked in the shower. So I somehow dragged myself out of the shower, put a towel on, and then I fainted. Because I'm, I'm like, I don't want her to find me in the shower. I feel like I probably have that self-awareness. I'd like to think I'd have that self-awareness if I was about to die on the toilet. Like, pull your pants up and just roll weird. onto the ground. It was weird. <laughs> so that's not your legacy. What was weird to see was how they smudged that because they kept playing, like, the original... News reports. I've never heard. See, I've never heard that she yeah. died on the toilet. So it was 19, so, yeah. 1969, right? Well, so they're 19, not say she died on the toilet. No, 1969, they had Cronkite or whoever the fuck it was doing the news report, and they go, Judy Garland was found uh, dead on her bathroom floor. Yeah. They did not. But now, it's like open knowledge. Like, okay, she was on the toilet, yeah. and they, they tried this and that. So um, as I'm watching this whole thing, and basically the story is of how, how she, she dies really, really kind of sad. She's like staying at a fucking friend's apartment in New York. Cause like her and the husband can't even afford, uh, like a oh, hotel. She broke? She's fucking broke, oh, busted sad. at this time. Right. Um, and she's taking these sleeping pills and basically gets in a loop where she keeps waking up. And then to go back to sleep, taking another one, and she's not keeping track of what she's taking. Oh, no. So she ends up overdosing um, of uh, barbiturates, right? Which is a big, uh, big, big downer. Again, the ones that the you know studio gave right to her, fresh off the pharmaceutical press. Um, and, and, and that's how she meets her, uh, demise, right? So it's not an over, it's, it's not a suicide, right? Yeah. Some people say, oh, she tried to kill herself. No, she, this is a classic accidental overdose. This is someone just not knowing how much they're taking. Here is my conclusion to all this last night as I'm fucking watching this in my bed next to my wife, who, by the way, has just loaded herself up with sleep medications. Uh, hang on. No, no, no. Yeah. All natural. How all dare na- you? Yeah. But still. The the same the thing. Night, the night before I took a Xanax. Yeah, thank you very much. But last night but was still, all natural. But still, like I'm watching this thing about like this person and you know sleep, and literally I'm like, that's my fucking. That's first off, that's everyone these days. Yeah. Everyone's trying to either get better sleep or better energy, and we're trying to balance ourselves. But literally, that's my wife. My wife is just taking like like she said her all natural this and her all natural that, and it takes a fucking gummy, and she's comatose next to me. And I'm watching this thing, and it gets to the end. Boom, Judy's dead. Here's how she died. Here's what's on the toxicology report, okay? Uh, and I sit there, and I go, you motherfucker, officer friendly. You never fucking got into no, that, 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 that she died of drugs that a doctor gave her. No, because... You motherfucker. I feel like we were all probably a little too young to be having those conversations Man. anyways because there was so much more to them. But I just remember how long I fucking imagined... That she was like, like, like shooting up and stuff like, like she that. she was smoking crack. Yeah. Like, you gotta... Listen, I came up in the 80s. When the mayor of Washington, D.C. was caught on video in a hotel room smoking crack with a hooker. <laughs> and then, by the way, he got reelected. Oh, but what I'm saying is, did. so when, when, you, when you terrify a bunch of kids and go, she had Dorothy right there, she died of drugs. Oh, like, I'm imagining Dorothy yeah. smoking a rock or shooting up. And lo and behold, I watched this autopsy. And like you said, I wasn't really ever clear, clear. I always assumed it was kind of a Marilyn Monroe thing. You just take one too many of the goofballs. But I'm like, this whole thing, she never once crossed over into anything else. Any illegal substances. She didn't fucking drink. She literally smoked and took these pills 
that were kind of given to her starting at the age of 14. Yeah. 14 is when she signed her MGM grand deal. You son of a gun. Got to be honest with people, man. Again, uh, we were all too young to have that conversation. In the fr- if you're they don't have young- it now, though. Well, of course. They so. don't have it now. I mean, I'm just I'm all about open honesty and like upfront uh, conversations and shit, and just let people know what they're getting into. I'm kind of libertarian in that fact. You do what yeah, you want to do. Yeah, but we're past the dare days. We are past that. Back then, that was such a blanket, like say just like you said, just say no to everything. Yeah. Say no to everything. You really did feel like there were people lurking in the corner trying right. to drug up little kids when, in fact, heck no, uh, nobody wanted to give their drugs away to anybody. Sell them to you, right? <laughs> it's a capitalistic business. What? And remember, I mean, it's like the it's like the Halloween candy. One yeah. time there was like a freaking syringe in a Pepsi can or some shit it was like Minnesota, that. Minnesota, something like that. I don't remember. Now, now we. I mean, our son he checks his <laughs> Halloween so, candy. I'm like, oh my god. That's um, yeah. It's 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 just wild. And now I assume they they probably. I mean, preach more to the sorry. kids about pills. I mean, think well, about yeah. it. Pills these, are a bigger problem. Yeah, these days where they're like, all right, look, we know you're smart enough not to put a needle in your yeah. arm, uh, but hey, did you know that that you know that that pill that your friend's giving you is probably not actually from a pharmacy, yeah. and it came from some you know pressed uh, pill maker down in Mexico. And by the way, it's laced with fentanyl. It's probably a whole different game now. I'd love to sit in on like one of those anti-drug talks now. Yeah, I'd be Because I feel like we were the, like, my generation, we were so the fucking first. They're like, we got an idea. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't well executed. Yeah, no, 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 it was no. just like a blanket, like, just go do it. I'm curious to see what, don't the, do it. <laughs> what the idea is like now. I hope it's a little bit easier. Like I said, back then, there was just so much shit we wouldn't talk about. Like, they just said, you know, say no to drugs. Should have said, like, say no to, you know, fucking heavy sleeping pills and amphetamines true story hey speaking of amphetamines you never hear anyone make that fucking transition but you will right you never hear anyone say speaking of amphetamines it's like when someone's saying hey big penis and you go speaking of big penis uh going to see a beetle tonight i say that because the beetles too were um part of the early amphetamine craze they used to play these famed shows before they became really famous in germany the place called the Cavern Club, right? It's like legendary place now, little small place. But once again, back in the day, here was their deal with the promoter of the Cavern Club. They worked six days a week. They did two five-hour sets. Oh, a day? <laughs> a day. Oh, my God. But they just had an unlimited supply of legal amphetamines. So they're like, fuck, yeah, this is great. We're living our dreams, and we're playing rock and roll for these, you know, German kids and... Wow. I know, right? So um, they got smart after that. They all just started smoking weed after that. <laughs> I'm going to see a Beatle. I'm going to see Ringo. Yes. Ringo and his all-star band. I was raised by a Beatle maniac. Notice how we said everything in my house was old. My mom was an original Beatle maniac. All she listened to was the Beatles. Uh, so I've known about the Beatles since I was a little one. It took me a while to kind of um, get through my teenage years of, fuck that, that's old music. Because like it was associated with my mom. Well, so you, it wasn't cool. It yeah. wasn't cool at all. But then I got to college, and I was like, well, let me actually listen to some of these records. I'm like, this is some good shit. And then lo and behold, yeah, I'm a Beatle maniac as well. I've seen Paul McCartney and concert a bunch of times. And uh, today, I'm going to see Ringo. Have you seen Ringo before? I've never seen Ringo. Okay, good. He's I'm a- glad this is a new experience for you, because you do tend to see... 
the same artist over and over and over and over and over <sighs> again. Yes, you do. Uh, Paul McCartney, the uh, Dead and Company. I mean, McCartney and the Dead are probably the only. Yeah, two. but what I'm saying is, I'm glad you're having a new experience. Well, yeah, I'm. You know, when it comes to because I know every concert's different. But once you've seen well, once you've seen an artist in concert, you generally have a pretty good idea of what to expect if you're going to go again. McCartney's a little different because, and people have talked about this, and I've seen, I've spent my kids' inheritance on Paul McCartney tickets. So, oh, thank you for doing that. Once you do, kind of, because Paul puts on a big show and he sings a lot of the big classic Beatles songs that you probably have in your head when you think of the Beatles. That's kind of a show once you see it once. You may want to see it again because right the second time you're not in awe of being in front of a Beatle and hearing songs like I, you know, I saw her standing there being sang in front of you. But after a while, it does kind of. Paul, his uh, pitter-patter with the crowd is really great, really good, but it's almost too good. Well, yeah. Like, he's so good at it. It's almost a little machinery. Ringo's the, um, really kind of the un, unsung hero when of the touring world right now because he tours with the all-star band, which he's been doing for years. I don't know what inception this is, but the all-star band is just that. It's an all-star band of people from many other walks of music who've had great careers of their own. And then what happens, because I don't got to tell you, listen, Ringo ain't singing lead on a lot of the Beatles songs. Nope. All right. Nope. I, I ain't taking nothing away from my man playing a hi-hat, but we all know the Ringo songs. And then you got the Ringo solo material. But outside of that, right? I mean, you know, how are you going to make this a show? And he has this all-star band. They play fucking music. I think tonight the version I'm seeing has uh, some guys from Toto. So you're going to hear all the Toto stuff. Oh, cool. Last Inception, he had someone from the Carlos Santana band. So they do the, the Santana stuff. Yeah, I'm not a Santana fan. He had Sheila E the one year. So, of course, they did all the Sheila E. stuff, and she's involved with Prince stuff. They get Allman Brother up there the one year. It's a good, like, I mean, besides, you know, seeing him, you get to really see a lot of people. It's going to be a fun time. I'm just, I'm glad you're having a new experience tonight. And going by myself. I did offer to go with him. But I really knew she didn't want to go. No, I really don't. She walked out of a Paul show before, okay? And, and, and not walked out like, I'm not entertained, but she was just kind of like looking at the clock like, we just need to go, guys. It was midnight. We had to work at we 6 in go, the morning, guys. and we were an hour and a half. I'm not doing the No, no, no. I know we, we're not. I, no, we talked. We said we'd never we talk about this, this again. We made this deal years talk. ago. <laughs> you have given me shit about that like once I'm never a week allowed, since I I'm never allowed to talk about so that again. So shut your mouth You're over right. there. No, but so when you offered, when I said, I said, oh, shit, I said, Ringo's coming to Phoenix. And I said, he's playing this smaller theater, which really is the sell for me. If you're having fun or you just want to Google cool shit, Google the Celebrity Theater in Phoenix. It's been around since like the 60s. It's an in-the-round venue. That's cool. The stage rotates. That's super cool. Not all the time, but it will be rotating tonight, which I'm really excited about. Um, but so it's just kind of a like a cool venue. And I remember when I signed up for their little list of uh, being on the email list and poof, they go, hey, man, Ringo's coming through. He's doing two nights. Small venue. What day you want to go? Saturday, Sunday. Here's a pre-sale code. You were so sweet. You were so sweet where, where you're like, do you want me to go with you? And it's a Saturday, Sunday, which actually is probably the best days to get us out of yeah. the house. It wasn't like a, cause a weekday show. She looks at me like, come on. Well, yeah. And I look at her and I go, I love you so much. 
And I've been married to you long enough now to know that I'm not going to buy you a ticket. Thank you. I love you for saying, do you want me to go with you? If you really want company, I will go with you. <laughs> if you don't. And if you- I want really bored company, that's the thing. Don't get, don't, don't get it twisted like she's going to go and hide that she's bored at the things. She'll come with you, but then she'll just get on the phone and be like, mm-hmm. Oh, what's going on? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, it started. Great. Okay. Uh-huh. So I, I am, thank you for letting me go by myself. It's fine. I got to work anyway. So. I'll say you are working today, right? So even if I would have bought you a ticket, it would have become a well, thing. Well, that was back then. That, again, that's the shitty part about my not, you know, um, set in stone schedule is I didn't work Sundays for like probably a year. And all of a sudden now I'm working Sundays again. So. It's fine. I hope you have a wonderful time. Thanks. But, I mean, bravo to you. You are going to the uh, Dead & Company with me on Tuesday. Yes, and I'm working at 1.30 in the morning afterwards. What the fuck is going on with that? Yeah, remind me, because it's so weird, because I just set her up by saying, you know, she never goes out with me. But I'm going with you on This Tuesday. has been a long-time thing. This is after last year when we were supposed to go to a show, and she couldn't go because she had a migraine. Well, that was two years ago. Two years ago. That's right. And then last year I said, hey, I'm going to go see the dead in L.A. Don't even bother. I'll go by myself. Yeah, it would have been too much of a production for us all to go. And then this year the dead are coming around for their final tour. And I said I'd go with if they come locally and And they're coming to Phoenix. Yeah, she looks at me and she goes, I'll go with you. Yeah, I'll go. And I go, are you sure? She goes, I'll go. I want to go. And I said, okay. And they announce the tour. The tour says we're coming to Phoenix. It's a Tuesday. I say, hey, it's a Tuesday show. Again, not holding you to it, but it's a Tuesday show. No, I want to go with you. And now here's the weird part, though. And we all do this, right? She said that way back when all this stuff got announced. And now here we are. It's Sunday. And it's like the Sunday. It's 48 hours until you have to go to the the Tuesday show. This is the rough time. This is when like last minute things come up um, that sometimes throw like a total fucking wrench into the whole machine. I don't know. I mean, unless one of us gets sick, I don't know what kind of wrench would get thrown in. There's always something. I swear to God, there's always something. I mean, I'm, I'm fully expecting to go and then come home and work. (laughs) You're nuts. I don't, I, I've just, I'm, I've just given up with my schedule because I just. <laughs> Again, aren't you part of a union? You're the most like pushed around union employee I, I've, I've, no, I've ever heard No, I'm not pushed of. around. It's just, you know, I ask off and then I forget <laughs> that some, that was, when they schedule me sometimes I work at 1.30 in the morning. Oh, that's right. AJ so can't. So I'm still oh, not, that's right. I'm still not in the habit of asking off for the next day yet. And then, that's right. you know, I, I'm like, oh, I'm going to a show that night. So I'm going to take that day off or the, I usually like, I'll just ask for the night off. Mm. Like, just give me the night off and they will, but then they'll schedule me to work at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> she keeps forgetting that. Like, I mean, yeah. and, and it makes it's total, really hard to get used to. It makes total sense. Cause when you told me how you request off, I guess you request off not in days, but in blocks. Well, you can you can request off for a full day, um, but you have to do it like days at a time. So you can request off a partial day or a full day, and then you just, you know, like for Bonnaroo, I've got all those days off. Full days. Full days. You sure you're not going to be scheduled at like one in the morning because she'll find a way. Um, Listen. She will fucking walk out of Bonnaroo down to that Starbucks that has Wi-Fi. I've set up my broadcast. And she'll set up her broadcast booth and no. be like, Jen Clark. 
No, but I do work at one thirty in the morning the day after we get back. Get fucked, really? Yep. Like when we hold on, so we get back Monday. Monday evening. And you're working Tuesday? Yep. Oh, I took Tuesday off. No, I didn't. You're fucking nuts. I'm again. God I, damn, you are dedicated. I have just got to get used to the fact that I, I work these ass crazy hours. I'm it's because, but it's also, I mean, you know, I love you and all, and you know this and I know this, but it's because you do, right? I mean, you, we all know there's, there's employees in the workplace that do and those that don't. And it's not a shocker to most of us that management figures that out. Yeah. And they give the employees that do more than those that do don't yeah so you know listen you do you well, no listen as I just, long as your shit doesn't fuck with me no it's not going to i mean it's gonna fuck with but my it kind of does like if we're going to a show and now you're like there's a little bit of pre- like you got to work at 1 30 in the morning like we're going out to a show that ends at 10 o'clock well, at night. and then it takes us an hour and a half it's an home. hour and a half to get home. so i've already listen slow down go ahead i've already planned out how i'm gonna do this like i feel bad i almost say stay home now. no um I, what i'm gonna do is i'm probably i'm gonna sleep a good portion of the day or at least nap because i have the day off yeah um, and then when I get home, I'm going to throw in a couple of newscasts, like a couple hours early, Yeah. go take a nap and then get up, throw the rest in and Fucking sleep for the rest nuts. of the day. Like I, a goddamn Marine. I, serving a, in, uh, I, may, Afghanistan. I have a good job that makes good money and, and has great good. insurance. No offense, honey. It's good. It ain't fucking that yeah, good, man. Yeah, but let's be fair. Hang on. You, you go to like an exorbitant amount of shows. You really do. Yes, you do. Compared to the normal person. Yes, you do. So I have just, a I I have a rebuttal, but I'm gonna let you finish your argument. Just all I'm saying is to like to ask off for all like I don't have that luxury to make my own schedule like you do. Okay. And I can't I can't go to every show with you. I mean, okay. if you how many shows have you been to this year already? Um. What, what about January? February. Oh, oh hold I on, I I can check because I have my little countdown app. This is what I do. Um. Well, we went to innings for a couple hours. In uh, February, right? That was me and you. Uh, we went to Dave Matthews Band in February, but that was me and you. A wrestling show. Yeah, it's not music, though. Uh, and then we went to the Gem and Jam Music Festival, which was in February, but that was also me and you. So this is, uh, yeah, really kind of my first show of the year. And then after this, I have The Dead, and then I have Bonnaroo, and then I'm done for the year. For the year, you'll find something to now, go to. Bullshit, you're. I told you year. I was gonna rebut, right? Okay, you can rebut. You're you're gonna be like, you go to a lot of shows. No, I, but you do compared to the normal person. You do, and that's okay. fine. I'm just All saying, right. I, I, you know. All right. I don't make my own schedule. Why don't you go ahead and read off my best friend's concert schedule for the year? Read it out loud. <clears throat> May twenty seventh, Janet Jackson. June twenty third, John Mellencamp. August 11th, Bruce. August 12th, Pink. September 1st, Zombie and Alice Cooper. Queensryche. Am I saying that right? Queensryche and Lita Ford. Megadeth, Aerosmith, Liz Fair. I mean, that's pretty pretty akin to like your... That's a lot more than I do. That's a lot more than I'll crank out this year. Well, it's not a competition. It's no, it is, but a lot of y- you like to. But your friend also works in radio and goes to. Which a means talk. he has a harder, like a hard schedule, like you. Not- He's a boss on a local level. That's that guy's a one man band. You know how it is on uh, on that deal. That poor guy's doing everything over there. 
I'm just saying, you know. I'm uh, going. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, but but seriously, that's a fucking tough schedule. Like, I seriously feel bad now about you going. You see, you see I mean, it's the final show. I can get someone to like go. No, I, I can just, find a hippie I guess to go my with only me. confusion is why we need to get there two hours before the show. What the fuck? Why do you think we need to get to a dead show two hours in advance? Why? That's the scene, man. That's oh. the scene. I didn't know there was a scene. We're not. We're we're gonna get there. I think barely on time. Our kid's going to get home from school at four. We can't leave till then, right? We got to get the kid home. Yeah. Because the kid's still in school. Get him home at four. At best, you, you get out of the house at 4.15, right? At best, you're out at 4.15. Okay. All right. Well, before it's an you hour were... and 45 minutes. Yeah. Hold on. So then 5.15, 6, 7. Show starts at 7. No, okay. That's fair. Be- <laughs> before, you were talking about getting there at like 5, and I was like, Why? 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 Why do we want to do anything fun? I don't understand. Oh my god! You're like young it. Sheldon. Very hard to like. Uh, have you figure ever out. watched? We have neither one of us have ever watched an episode of Young. Speak Sheldon. for yourself. You don't know what I do in the middle of the night. I literally no. Wait a second. You pulled up an app. That's so funny that he says that because he pulled up. She doesn't know what I do. He pulled up a streaming she app. She doesn't the other know day, what I do. And it was like recently watched, and Young Sheldon was on there. You I'm like, are, are you watching Young Sheldon? Your goddamn like, Young no. Sheldon is uh, what uh, you nice are. Nice try. Um, no, I shit you not. This is uh, funny too. And that is funny because there's a million people. Actually, I could flip this around easy. You're, you're a goddamn Dave head. Why did you guys all show up hours before the, well, that was the Dave when, show? Yeah, that was when I was in college and I drank. Well, thank you. But still, like, yeah. I loved how you looked at me so perplexed. Why would you want to show up early but to wait, a concert? But that's why I'm asking. We don't drink. <laughs> that's we, we, I don't. We don't drink at the dead show either. There's fun. It's a okay. scene. Look, look my, like she's so like she needs the fun. Very like 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 like. What are we doing and why? And you know, can't we just show up and have fun somewhere? They've been um, literally. I shit you not. Uh, the dead because they just started their tour. They did two nights in L.A. and now they're coming here to Phoenix. They have two days off. I shit you not. Read what they said after the last LA show. They always post their set list, but I want you to read the last two lines of their tweet. Phoenix, Arizona, 7 p.m. showtime. Please don't be late. There you go. Okay. I didn't plan on being late. 7 p.m. showtime. It means you got to be inside by then. Okay. You know what it's like trying to corral that many hippies on that many drugs inside of a fucking place? A pain. So come on, man. Okay. Have a little bit of fun. I am. Oh my God. It's I'm going. We're going to have a blast. <laughs> I know. Listen, we're, we're on two different wavelengths. Look at today. her. I'm going. We're going to oh have fun. I'm going. The difference, <laughs> the difference between us today is that you're going to a concert today and I'm working. So I'm not really yeah. in the same. Fun oh, you can't right fucking now. tell. You can't tell. Oh, geez. Story of my life, man. I'm just having fun. I am your Jiminy Cricket and you are Pinocchio. Odd comparison. <laughs> the Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.